Hi everyone, welcome back. It's Jacqueline and Alana, and here's another episode of Black and Yellow, or should I say Pink and Yellow, <laughs> or Black and Pink, or Pink and Pink. The systemic overcharging of women episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking pink tax today. Today is, we did briefly mention the pink tax when we covered our problematic pink episode. Sort of, it's funny, The we did the part one and part two, part two, <laughs> cool girl myth. And the problematic pink came out, was birthed out of that episode. Mm -hmm. And then while we were doing the problematic pink, the pink tax was birthed out of the episode. I think we also mentioned it in the body positive, uh, body hair, sorry. Body yes, hair episode because that as well. involves razors and Absolutely. products that are pink and mm -hmm. female products and all this stuff. So lots of pink, a lot of birthing, a lot of female energy. Yep. You're wearing pink. There's a pink sweater next to me. I have a pink purse. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking pink tax. Yes. So if you guys don't know what the pink tax is, the pink tax refers to the extra amount women are charged for certain products or services. Things like dry cleaning, personal care products, and vehicle maintenance, and so on and so on and so forth. The problem, <laughs> there's a lot of problems with this, but the biggest one I would say is because women already make less mm -hmm. than men they about make 85 cents to the dollar that men do that could vary state to state yes yeah. and but we do pay more right so not only do we pay more we live longer therefore we have to put more money away for retirement right which doesn't happen or is hard to ha to make happen if if we're paying more for basic right. goods and services. So there's been a lot of research on the pink tax. Uh, but overall, women are paying more than men 42% of the time. That equals to about $1,351.51. Sorry, $1,351 more a year in extra costs. That's money that could go into our retirement plan. That does, does not. That goes away to companies and products. So, you know, you, you, you would, it is, it is quite problematic when you start thinking, well, what's the biggest difference between, let's say, a, a razor and then a man's razor? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of reasons why, and we'll get into it. We'll get into the history of it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of new companies that are making gender neutral products, mm -hmm. therefore, the the pink tax doesn't exist with these companies mm -hmm. um but there was a new york city department of consumer affairs they did a study comparing the prices of over 800 products the goal of the study was to estimate the price differences between male and female shoppers face when buying the same types of items um, they derived an average price for 35 different product types based on an analysis of 794 individual items and then compared the prices of the analog, anal, analogous men's and women's products. To minimize differences between men and women's items, the agency selected products that had similar male and female versions and were closest in branding, ingredients, appearance, textile, constructions, and or marketing. So they studied five industries, 24 stores, 91 brands, 35 product categories, categories and 794 oh and pro, and 704 products. So across all um so after all this research, they found out that 
Specifically, 7% more for toys, 4% more for children's clothing, 8% more for adult clothing, 13% more for personal care products, 8% more for senior and home health care products. And in all but five of 35 products categories analyzed, products for female consumers are priced higher than those for male consumers. So on average, the women's products cost 42% of the time, while men's products cost 18% of the time. Wait, cost 18% of the time, 42% of the time. Um, the DCA found that women's products cost more 42% of the time, while men's products uh, cost more 18% of the time. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This is another form of gender discrimination. Yes. The pink tax. It's essentially price discrimination because what's happening is we're taking a basic good and applying more times more often than not when we're talking about products we're applying the pink it and shrink it model so if we take a men's razor which at target will run you about five dollars and 85 cents somewhere in there if you turn it pink and make it a little bit smaller the price somehow magically goes up to around eight dollars and fifty cents that sort of thinking happens a lot whether it's because women's clothes, male products, be it clothing or be it actual physical products, are always seen as the norm. Right. So when something has to be augmented for a woman, whether in color or in size, the price automatically goes up. Yeah, and it is so problematic because it is alleged product discrimination. Um if we're talking about services, I'm specifically something like dry cleaning. Right. Dry cleaning for women is thought to be more expensive than it is for men because the pressing machine that you would use at a dry cleaner is generally big enough for a man's dress shirt or a man's dress pair of pants. Mm -hmm. But generally, women's clothing are smaller. Right. And so those products have to be treated by hand. So right. hand iron, hand pleated, whatever. Differently. Right. Whatever your... Uh, requesting to get done right women's if something if a repair has to happen on a woman's piece of clothing maybe a button has to be sewn on because our clothes are smaller our buttons are smaller you can use a machine or you could also use you can also go by hand so it's right. thought that the the way to get work done isn't as quick and it isn't as effective so it takes more time so it takes more time I, and it takes more uh labor. effort labor mm -hmm. so on and so forth i guess then it kind of goes into my next sort of segment, which there are many reasons why the pink tax exists. This is, you can find this a lot, but this is just a quick little summary on Wikipedia. Uh, a lot of it includes tariffs, um, product discrimination, and product differentiation. So the pink tax is sort of a combination of a lot of things coming together that for whatever reason is making the price higher for women than men. So... Clothing made for women and men are taxed at different levels when first entering the United States. While some tariffs are higher for men's clothing, others are even higher for women's. In 2018, clothing companies sought to get tariffs on clothing removed. Their reasoning suggested these tariffs, while enlarging the gender gap, also put clothing companies at a disadvantage when operating overseas, but only in certain types of clothing, and I would like to assume that mostly women, Right. Uh, they maintain that those tariffs hurt the clothing industry. Product differentiation... Which I think is bullshit, but okay. Right. Yeah. Product differentiation can account for a portion of the differences between prices of men's goods and women's goods. Mm -hmm. Products like a radio flyer scooter may cost more due to the cost of slightly changing the product 
For example, a pink scooter may cost more than a red scooter because it is more expensive to paint a scooter pink than red. I have a question mark there. <laughs> okay. Assuming such a large difference for this reason of product production would be because the red scooters are the larger production because of whatever reason, and the pink scooters are in the minority. They may also be seen as more of a special edition, like camel Like a specialty product. Right. So therefore, you know, more labor, more time, more marketing, so on and so forth. This also applies to services, like you were saying, like haircuts or dry Mm -hmm. cleaning. Oftentimes, women's haircuts cost more than men's because women's haircuts can involve more overtime, more labor intensive than men's. They need to price haircuts for women higher than men. Um, and then you kind of said with the dry cleaning that, you know, men have just more simple items and women might have, um, you know, more so on and so forth. Yeah, but I don't hand pressing needed needed versus a machine. Yeah, but I also I when you say like women, men have simpler clothes, I gristle because there are women out there that were just as basic and similar clothes. Right, as and that well. was I think Old Navy got caught out, caught out for yeah they were charging, charging more plus for size women well, versus women's clothing than men's clothing. They right. were charging twelve to fifteen dollars more. Right between the plus size women's, but not the plus size men. Right, there and was the, a price yeah. differentiation right, there. Right, right, absolutely. Right. And the reason why I'm not going to get into it because it's but also silly. when you're thinking of services, auto like like auto repair stuff, women are always thought to get charged more. Whether it's price discrimination or whether it's because women are assumed to not know as much about cars. Yeah, absolutely. So you can overcharge. Completely. Or childcare. Yep. Which is something that, by and large, women are more assumed to pay for than men. Right. So, you know, the problem is that a lot of critics are saying that if you take a woman and a man's razors, essentially they're distinct, distinguishing between simply a marketing strategy and while the physical difference between a man's razor and a woman's razor is minimal the difference in marketing those products is large and so marketers have found that women are and also marketers have found that women are less price sensitive than men meaning they're generally willing to pay higher prices for goods than men that is so sexist I know. That is so incredibly sexist. Or are they smart so they can make more money off of us? Well, it all goes back to the bottom line. <laughs> it all totally goes back to the bottom line. But I stopped buying women's razors to shave my legs a couple of years ago. Yeah. Because you're not going to get me to pay for something more because it's smaller and it's pink. Right. That plays into that whole thing of cuteness. Yes. Which, let's go on a little bit of a cuteness tangent here for a second. Because generally, women are so... It's assumed that women will purchase things that are cute or have that sort of awe-inspiring reaction. Yeah, yeah. And what exactly is cute? And why is cute more often marketed to women than to men? So cute plays into a couple of different, uh, I guess, thoughts in a woman's brain that that advertisers don't necessarily think that men would buy into. A.K.A. cute is a sign of nurturing. So it's tapping into that assumed part in women that is, we assume that all women are nurturers. Right. Thus, they like cute things. So in 1943, Nobel laureate Conrad Lorenz, who's one of the founding fathers of ethology or animal behavior, proposed that features like a rounded head, small size, and big eyes what are called neotenic or baby animal characteristics, promote parental care. 
This nurturing response can serve to enhance their offspring survival and has been described as a fundamental function of human social cognition. Recent studies have extended the concept of cuteness to auditory and olfactory cues like baby laughter and that amazing new baby smell that prompt affection and caregiving, aka women like cute things because they're natural nurturers. And so we should sell them products that tap into that part of the brain. Yeah. Also, when you think about what cuteness signifies, generally things that are cute they're small in size and they don't pose much of a threat. So it's like, you know, shrink the razors down because ladies, you can't totally operate a normal size razor for a man. Oh no, no, no. That's too dangerous for you guys. You need something that's a little smaller and a little easier to handle. It also motivates us to protect the object of our affection, AKA it's cute things turn us into focused, gentle caregivers. Mm. It forces this idea of delicacy on women. Women should be delicate. Thus, things that are cute are going to spark a sense of, I've got to soften myself for this object that I'm handling or this person that I'm handling. Yeah, what I, I think what it all is is playing on the psychology and the DNA of women in order to take oh, more money from for us. sure. Which, if you think something like tampons or sanitary napkins, the tampon tax, which... You know, you 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 allow to tax something so high, or you know, whatever the price may be on a tampon, and it just seems very unfair because that's not something we can opt out of. But tampons and pads are looked at as luxury items in the first world. Well, in America, at least. In well, the first yeah, world. that's because yeah, that's where I here. live. Yeah, I mean, yeah, on in our in our markets, they are looked at as luxury items mainly because they don't serve both genders. Oh, that that's so bizarre to me. I simply don't understand it because because it doesn't serve both genders. It is a luxury item, but it's not more it's not more or less a luxury item. But for us as women, it's a necessity. A necessity totally. There's so many women in Africa and in a lot of third world countries who, I mean, if you guys haven't seen the documentary, period, end of sentence, she goes into exactly how. There aren't any sanitary napkins or education on the menstrual cycles in these third world countries, and women will literally drop out of school mm -hmm. because of that. Or here in the United States, homeless shelters don't have sanitary pads or tampons or any sort of other accessories on hand. Yeah. Because, again, if you're getting government funding, that money has to go towards products that benefit both, both. genders. Right. And sanitary napkins and tampons only benefit one. <laughs> Pardon me. You're, I'm like you're so okay. choked up. You're okay. So much emotion. <laughs> I know. I think the biggest issue with this price discrimination is that women are struggling to make ends meet as it is. Well, that goes into my history of pink tax. Sure. So the pink tax isn't new. Uh, in fact, it's been around Ooh, for no. decades. When the U.S. drafted the sales tax system between the 1930s and the 1960s, it was a very different world at a time where legislators were figuring out which products to tax and which products to exempt, said Laura Strausfield, co-founder of PeriodEquity.org. It was a world in which it was a single-income family with men working and women staying at home. In other words, in the old days, these expenses were borne by a household. Today, they're often borne by women alone. 
This notion of the pink tax arises from the advances women have made in the workforce and bearing individually the cost of being a woman in the world, Strassfield said. There are other explanations for why the pink tax exists. Uh, one such reason is that tariffs on clothing imports for women are higher. Another chalks up the fact that product design for women's consumers good is often more elaborate. Marketing pink razors, which we covered, for instance, which runs up a cost for a company who then passes the costs down to the consumer. And advertisements in general, when it comes to goods and products, there's more advertisements for women than there are for men. Absolutely. Which also totally plays into the pink tax. Of course. I don't know how many... What the men's go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say what's the ratio between men and women population wise on in America is I just side thought. I think there's more women than men in, in the United States. You think so? But on TV right now, I can tell you how many commercials are running for women's hair removal yes. products versus the amount there are for men. And it's right. a striking Yeah. Difference. And high and usually highly sexualized for or, sure. You know, like they made, I remember watching this coffee commercial and it was, they made the coffee, it was like so sexy and, the, you know, it was all these models and they were all drinking cappuccinos. And I just looked at that ad and was very confused, but I knew exactly why they were doing right, that. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, it, it brings me back to the point where you said that along with the history of this is that before it was a household or it was multiple people or family or the men bringing home the bacon. Mm -hmm. And now you have a lot more single mother women, uh, single mothers that are raising a child, single women that are living out on their own. You have a lot of divorce rates. Uh, Regardless, even if you are married, you are probably a dual income house. Um, You're not completely relying on the man's income Um, or maybe you make Or maybe you are. Or maybe you are. Yeah, because, I mean, stay-at-home mom. I mean, that's definitely a job. That's definitely an, an occupation that's Oh, totally. But I'm traction. saying, like, as a result of the pink tax affecting these women. Oh, I see what I'm you're saying. I'm not saying, I mean, of course, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you know, that's your occupation and you think you're doing a great service. But I think now that the world has progressed, there's a lot of women that aren't stay-at-home moms. Totally. And because of that, the pink tax then directly affects these women who are on their own well but uh, but i think the pink tax affects us from the minute a little girl is born oh yes 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 because it's totally pink baby toys well, we talked about that in our clothing. gender all of that is ex- is more expensive so, from day one i'm gonna have a boy i'm not gonna have a girl i mean okay that's an expensive <laughs> thing to like make sure of but i'm just saying like the pink tax follows us without us really even knowing it we're so used to spending more to essentially get less or get smaller if we're talking about the actual size of something. Or or we're just spending because that's what we're supposed to do is I'm a girl, so I buy pink. I'm a woman, so I do this. It is weird and unconventional and strange, so we think, to go and buy a male's razor when we have been brainwashed to believe that they are different or that that's not for me. Oh, totally. But I also think that retailers see women as the biggest target. Oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that's also a reason why we spend more or like, you know, women be shopping. It's because we are the people that retailers are constantly advertising to. Well, and then if you think about certain, depending on, especially if you want to go into sort of the fashion world, Mm -hmm. there's a lot more, you know, fashion for women than men. Women generally like more purses, more boots. We buy more, we spend more, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. We also have more options. We do. Like, we have a lot more options in terms of getting dressed in the morning than men do. That's a weird side note, but I was talking to my boyfriend about that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, 
Ted Portkus, CEO of the Retail Council of New York State, says research and development following trends, meeting trends, advertising products on television and in magazines are not cheap. Companies are willing to spend more money advertising to women than they are towards men, contributing to the price disparities. Mm. So there's that. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, there, oh, there was also... Um, they found out, I, I read this quick little fact somewhere, but I didn't jot it down, was that if companies were caught with product discrimination, they were fined up to $1,000. That's it? Something like that. Or that seems so little. Something like that. Um, I mean, I think it's great that more and more people aren't talking about it. I think it's also, I mean, it's international. There is oh, yeah. these. There are these group of women in France that have now been uploading. They have a website, and on that website in France, they will compare men's products and women's products, and it's usually the same kind of product, and they'll um, put the price difference. Like, they'll just screenshot. And, uh, and so I think it's great that they're providing this kind of information and you could just go on there and see for yourself. It's exactly the same razor. It's exactly the same toy, the mm-hmm. same shirt, literally, you know, red or blue versus pink. And uh, and you can see that we're constantly getting charged up to two to three dollars, a couple cents. It yeah. adds up. And actually, you can calculate the pink tax. I found a pink tax calculator online, oh, no. and I calculated my pink tax, and I calculated Jackie's. So in my lifetime, the pink tax, I've spent an extra $42,722. Yes, that is how much the pink tax has cost me. The pink tax has cost you $36,733. Oh if anyone wants to calculate their pink tax. How do they calculate this? You just put in your birthday? You put in your birthday. Yeah, day, month, and year. Huh. If you want to calculate yours, head on over to axthepinktax.com and they've got the pink tax calculator so anyone can figure out. That's a down payment on a house, a, house a, car, a car, that college, is, school, I was, yeah, definitely. Loans, I mean, think of surgery. all of that money that you could be putting aside for a rainy day for retirement for towards your kids that is how much the pink tax is costing us that is insane yeah and i think the idea that women are just more willing to pay just like spend money than than men because i guess it's i mean it's this theory of when you need it you're gonna buy it regardless of the price if you need to buy a plane ticket and you gotta go somewhere it's it's that theory i see what you're saying I, I and see I, the point I, you're making. Yeah, and it makes sense, but also you're it's discrimination. For sure. Because and I, of who we are. Oh, 100%. I did try and prep for this episode. I did try and find maybe a place where the pink tax didn't exist in my life, just for sake of argument. Sure. And I mentioned on the body hair episode that I am a laser hair removal junkie. Oh, yeah. That is what I am. And in prep for this episode, I wanted to look at a price list from the the salon that I go to and I wanted to know the price differentiation for men's hair removal versus women's hair removal. Oh boy, what'd you find? I was actually very overjoyed because women at this particular salon for laser hair removal are paying less than men. And I almost screamed. So so for a full bikini for women, it's uh, $40. For a full bikini for men, it's $80. For a full session, it's $160 versus $320. 
For full legs, for women, it is $140. For men, it is $160. Full set, $560 for women versus $640 for men. You can cut those numbers in half if you only want to do half your legs. For a full back for a woman, it'll run you about $80. For a full back for a man, it'll run you about $160. Does that have to do with men just have more hair? Men are hairier? Well, when you get laser hair removal, you have to shave beforehand. Oh, because it doesn't matter how much hair. Is it is it the surface area? Are men bigger? It could be surface area, but then that's also playing into size discrimination. Because you're assuming that <laughs> men are, men are all bigger. Are, yeah. When, like, I'll tell you, oh there gosh. are definitely some small men that go to my salon. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've yeah. seen men that I'm bigger than, but yeah. yet they're still paying More. men's price. Exactly. Huh. So it could deal with hair type. It could deal with size. But again, I feel like... You know, we try and offer a well-rounded view of yeah. what could be happening. Yeah. And ultimately, with hair, laser hair removal, you shave, you get the hair removal, and the follicles are temporarily killed off. Mm. So it could be maybe how thick one's follicles are, Yeah, I'm how just big say they the are. Course. Yeah. All of that. Science. I just don't want to play into size discrimination, <laughs> I think is what I'm trying to Why say. Why not? We're already talking about product discrimination. I mean, yeah. This is, Gender discrimination. This is all totally true. But there are people aside. that are trying to change this very fact. Yes. A one Miss Jackie Spear. Woohoo. If you don't know Jackie Spear, she's a congresswoman in California. Fun fact, she also... Um, survived Jonestown. She wasn't necessarily in the Jonestown, Jim Jones cult way of thinking, but she made her way down to Guyana and was able to get out before um, the shootings happened at the airport, at the makeshift airport, and then the the Kool-Aid was consumed uh, on the front lawn and everyone died. That. Anyways, total tangent. <laughs> uh, Congresswoman Jackie Spear and 27 of her colleagues marked equal payday of 2018 with the introduction of H.R. 5464, the pink tax repeal act to finally end gender-based discrimination and the pricing of goods spear is really really passionate about this and has been fighting this cause since i believe the late 80s early 90s wow this is not new territory for miss spear so like big ups to her she says women get hit with a double whammy they make less for doing the same work and they pay more for the same product or service because it's for women whether it's a pink teddy bear deodorant from the same manufacturer or a white laundered shirt it's time to say enough discrimination is illegal so spear in 2015 took her fight to congress after new york city Department of Consumer Affairs published a study. That, that, that was the study I talked there about. There you go. Yeah, she published that study, found that products uh, for women are 13% Which you can go online expensive. and Sorry, you can go, go online ahead. and find the study and read it yourself completely. It's it's pretty... It's, pretty, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The inequity is further compounded by the gender wage gap, which is even worse for women of color. Thanks, Jackie Spear. So essentially, this act follows the Federal Trade Commission to enforce violations and gives state attorney generals the authority to take civil action on behalf of consumers wronged by discriminatory practices. Mm. As great as that act would have been had it been enacted, unfortunately, that bill died in Congress. Mm. It was introduced on April 10th, 2018, but it was not enacted. So Jackie Spear, your work is not overlooked. Yes. We are still fighting to negate the pink tax. Uh It just sucks that the bill wasn't passed because I think that 
it speaks to what we view as important in our society and the yes. fact that women are paying but more... not for corporations huh but not corporations well right yeah totally because corporations are all capitalist yeah but in general because i'm just like this bill didn't get enacted and corporations have no bearing on this bill this is right. congress mm. so you've got to think why aren't people valuing the fact that women don't make as much money but yet are paying more than men yeah like what's going on in Congress that that's not an important issue. Yeah. And that makes me sad. And I yeah. think that that that's therein is where a lot of sexism also lies yeah. when it comes to still the very value. traditional well old ways yeah, of but also the value that women's dollars have. They're not looked at as valuable as compared to the value that men's money right has. Yes. And I think that that's really unfortunate because ultimately it spends the same way. Mm -hmm. We might even work harder to get more money and it spends exactly the same. However, it's not valued in the same way unless we are talking about corporations. Mm -hmm. But why is Congress lagging behind? I don't know. Question. Question that I don't have an answer to. You're good. Uh, with that being said, um, I feel like there's also if you can't, you know, I guess start from the top <laughs> with the government, then there's a lot of new companies that are making things and not allowing the pink tax mm -hmm. to uh, be something that they tax. Um, so there is Harry's. Harry's is a gender neutral product first company that sells shaving products and other awesome skincare products that are the cheapest you can find without compromising on quality. There's no pink. There's right. none of this. It's all the same price. It's all one color. Mm -hmm. It's all very gender neutral. And uh, a super affordable. Boxed is another company fighting the good fight. They are rethinking pink and standing up for the pink tax. Boxed is enforcing price equality for women on per ounce or per unit basis for products that typically cost more for women than men, such as razors, deodorants, and mini products, and no taxation for tampons. Perfect. Which is really awesome. Boxed is similar to a Whole Foods or a Sam's Club, uh, but all online completely. Um, uh, Thus, you're not paying brick and mortar prices. Right. No and, and you mortar. don't have to pay a membership that you would do right. for at Sam's or, or Costco. I guess you can't get gas there. but <laughs> there's the, <laughs> Or there's get a, tires or right. get your car there's a on. There's a reason why. Uh, so I think, you know, a great way to find our own way through not being affected by the pink tax is by going to certain companies and services that are supporting this rethinking pink and gender neutral for sure and i think it's a great start for women to look into buying a lot of men's products if they let's talk about that though i know i, I was reading that a lot on website and i myself have done it same here like, i've been shopping for clothes and i have shopped for men's clothes because it's cheaper and it's not something that needs to be form-fitted right and also buy a small in men's versus a large and medium same or in women same here i agree with you on all of that but there is something that i i feel like i'm then playing into the patriarchy a little bit by having to purchase a man's product because it's cheaper when wouldn't a gender neutral product just be better for both genders I agree. Because telling women, oh, if you want something cheaper, just buy the thing that's made for a man. But let's say as you oppose the thing that's just made for right everyone. Well, I mean, I think the some of the issues is that there aren't a lot of gender neutral 
either products available or people don't know how to find them or like I never like I've never heard about these websites until I was doing research. Oh, okay. You know, so how does how does someone how does someone start in a way? I mean, I think people should go out and research if they are severely affected by this tax, which is apparently all of us. All women. Um, But I think, let's say you're in a store and there's only pink and blue or male and female to save money, you should buy the you should buy the male. Yeah, because it does a, come down to money. I hear what you're saying, and I guess I'm taking more of a hawk's eye view on the situation and saying us as consumers should demand more gender neutral products. I think so. I absolutely. think that that's the best way to. And go. I think that's the direction that people are going to go in because of the demand and because people are becoming more educated and right. more aware of things like this. And hopefully, you're listening to this episode <laughs> um, because I, if I, I've never heard anything like this before until mm-hmm. we sort of were talking about this i was it's so subconscious and unconscious in a way uh so now i'm gonna be walking through my life wondering where and when and how i'm going i'm gonna be affected by this i was recently affected by the pink tax oh yes ish Ish. um i've been rather busy my front yard is very overgrown and i have been looking for a gardener and i had a gardener come on tuesday and i'm the one in the household that does all of the errand running grocery getting and like make sure that everything is running smoothly smoothly like i make the appointments for repair garden or things like that and a gardener came over and saw the work i needed done which essentially is my front yard and my side hillside which is also overgrown and he quoted me twenty five hundred dollars right wait twenty five hundred two thousand five hundred dollars exactly to cut grass to cut grass and weeds and clear it exactly you could do it yourself I could. I'm not going to, but I could. And thank you for having that belief in me. Yeah. But that being said, when he quoted that to me, initially I laughed because I was like, wait, my front yard's not that big. That hillside's not that big. I don't know why you're quoting me $2,500. And I said, okay, well, that's not going to work. Can we negotiate? And he, I had mentioned that I live with my boyfriend to which the, the potential gardener said to me, why don't you just have your boyfriend call me and we can negotiate? And I informed this potential gardener that I'm the one that handles all of these sorts of things in our household. So right. if you're going to negotiate with anyone, negotiate with me. And I started to do the, 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 the starting steps of negotiation. Well, here's my budget. How high or how low can you go? Can we be right. in the middle? What's your absolute maximum? What's your lowest minimum? Those sorts of things. And he was not willing to negotiate with Dang. me. Like, it was a fixed price if he was talking to a woman. If it was my boyfriend, hmm. apparently it's a different situation. Well, yeah, but th- that is definitely a, not that the... That's nothing. I'm not. I'm not trying to invalidate you, but the Go idea of a woman getting charged more because they don't, whoever, whatever service is, feels like women are somehow clueless about mechanics or air conditioning repair, right. or so on and so forth. I feel all that, but the non willingness to negotiate was actually what. Yeah. Frustrated me more because he was willing to negotiate with my boyfriend. Right. But he wasn't willing to negotiate with a woman. Because he's a man. Right. Maybe. Which I felt. He was. Yeah, yeah. You were. <laughs> I know, I know he's a man, but I meant I'm, I'm totally talking about the dude. Gardeners. Yeah, because the first part of what you said, a hundred percent. But if if you're not willing, if you're only willing to negotiate prices because you feel like a man will understand how this negotiating thing goes, <laughs> right? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Um, then we really have a, a fucking huge way to go. And ultimately, we're not going with that gardener, obviously. Yeah. Um, a because the price quote was ridiculously high, and B because when I let my boyfriend know about it, he was like, "Well, that's crazy. I'm not going to call him and negotiate. I yeah. could care less." Yeah, I'm like, "Okay, fine, great." Right. 
but that's that's how insidious the pink tax is. Yeah, it's sneaky. Yeah, it's totally. real sneaky, and uh, I think it's it blends a lot of product, gender, mm-hmm. production, discrimination. That somehow, you know, it, it all ends up trickling down out of our pockets for sure, and it's pretty sucky in a way but we can't fight back though we can and i think people are and companies are and i think the transparency and being honest about all that stuff about rethinking the pink and just i think as individuals seeing where we can where we do have ownership and agency of what products we use ultimately we really do Mm -hmm. and so I think empowering ourselves on that and maybe doing a little bit more research or figuring out, you know, prices on on different platforms, on what it's like on Amazon or in the store or online, all of that. Another layer of work to an already busy schedule that women have. Yeah, but it's going to save you money. And if you're not going to keep supporting the pink tax, then I think it takes a certain amount of work. Here's my counter to that. Okay. There are companies out there that are fighting this pink tax where you don't have to do as much work as you're saying. Right. European Wax Center has joined with Axe the Pink Tax. So mm. if you hop on European Wax Center, you can see price comparisons between what what women are being charged for certain products and what men are being charged for certain products. Right. You can call out these companies that are overcharging. It's also nice because it cut it cuts out the, like the comparison man. shopping that you're talking about. Mm. If you are a single mother of one, yeah, or yeah. if you have, if you are up to your eyeballs and work, and you just don't have the time yeah. to do that kind of comparison shopping, I think we should even take this a step further and get men involved. I think that men should step up. Men who are allies of feminism should step up and help us fight this pink tax as well. Mm. It feels like men's voices get heard, as we know, a lot louder in this country than women. I think men could hop on I agree. and call out the pink tax the same way Well, I agree. That I mean, think are. about it. If you're a man and you're, you know, and you have a wife, you're helping save your, your, like, it's it's all for the better. Right. But if you've never been affected by the pink tax... Why would you then fight it? And what I'm saying is, like, men join us in the fight. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Because, yes, it ultimately saves your wife money. But if your well, wife saves is, you money, too. Assuming you have shared bank accounts. Well, yeah. Right. Well, I'm assuming. As- yeah. yeah. And, like, my parents didn't have shared bank accounts. Mm. So it wasn't, if my dad did that, he wouldn't be saving my mom money because it was my mom's money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think that if men raise their voices in this cause, that we would overcome the pink tax a lot faster Mm. if men took this cause as seriously. Mm. And I think sometimes when it comes to the pink tax, A, the name, I think, could give off the idea to men that this is not a fight. This is not a tax that applies to me. Of course. When it totally applies to you. How? It totally affects the household. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that men could get a lot more vocal in this. Mm. Male bloggers who might be listening to this show Y'all can call out the pink tax to your companies that you utilize. Women and men both use Gillette. Women and men both use um, different types of laundry products. I mean, it does really come out to just equality. For sure. You know, I think that's what we're mostly speaking about here as far as the through line and the message of this. And I think there are men out there who do want equality and do see it affect their friends Close friends, lovers, daughters, sisters, mm-hmm. wives, mothers, all of that. And I think uh, 
I think that being said, you know, we are all equal. And Definitely. therefore, there should no be no pink tax yeah. that affect us because it affects them. Yeah, call so, out the pink tax. That's yeah. what a great, like, social media is also great for this as well. Right, I totally agree. So that's our episode. Huh, it's nice and light. We're keeping these Yeah, things and also, light. you know, it's it's interesting to be, it's good to be educated on this stuff because it does affect us all in a way. I also feel like going into fall, specifically talking about the pink tax, people spend a lot of money around this time of yeah. year. It's when people are moving. It's when school starts. It's when, you know, fall beginnings, that yep. whole trope. So, but also, you know, dollars, if, even if it's if you're listening to this and you're in somewhere hot <laughs> or on the airplane or in a different country, you know, personal care products, yeah. sunscreen, shaving, yeah. lotion, makeup, nail polish, all these things that you, that are meant to beautify women, you know, have a pink tax on this. Mm-hmm. So. And there's you can't buy male nail polish. There's that doesn't exist. No, it's just it's all right? it's all yeah. So targeted to like women. again, like the tampons. What are you gonna do? There's yeah. no male tampons. Yeah. So <laughs> well, yes, that's true. So, anyways, uh, I'm definitely way more enlightened after speaking about this and learning about it. And uh, yeah, guys, just let us know what you think. Yeah, this episode was produced by Christian Hughes at Zeitheist. We are the Black and Yellow Podcast. You can find us on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Feel free to rate and review and also subscribe while you're there. It helps us get the show to more viewers. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Instagram at yeah. Black and Yellow Podcast. <laughs> I'm Alana Webster at Renegade of Fun. I'm Jacqueline Chung Young on the gram. And we look forward to hearing you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.